Welcome to Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a transformational life coach, comedian, and mother of two. And you can join me weekly to hear some intimate self-reflections and conversations with inspirational friends and guests from all around the world, sharing what they needed to break free from in order to live a life of purpose. My guest on Breaking Free today is Elodie Juge. She's a portrait and brand photographer whom I've had the pleasure of working with, and she helps elevate personal and professional profiles through soulful and thought-provoking photography. Hi, Elodie. Nice to have you on Breaking Free today. Hi, Rania. Thank you so much for having me. What I love is that you specialise in helping women see and feel their true beauty and you're currently running a project called 21 Tales of Real Women. I'd love you to tell us about it. So this project is something I've been meaning to start for quite a long time because I have been photographing both men and women for quite a while, but I've always noticed something different with women in that they tend to make themselves smaller than they really are. And when you give them that space to be in front of the camera and when the attention is about them, something really special happens. And I just wanted to encourage more women to take that step and to be photographed. And that's why I started 21 Tales of Real Women, because I wanted to photograph 21 women in 2021 and find out what's special about them. And instead of them focusing on their flaws, focusing on all of their great achievements, focusing on what they've been through in their lives and focusing on what's beautiful about them. And that's what I wanted to help them do through this project. That sounds like they perhaps discover for themselves what's special about them in the studio rather than you are just finding out, they're finding out. And that's that's the goal, exactly. So it's about them taking the time for themselves and being a bit more introspective about what makes them different. So it's, you're absolutely right. It's not me finding it. It's just me asking them questions and giving them that time to think slightly differently and to instead of doing things for others, for their family, for their employers, for their friends, it's actually taking that time for them. And that's really special. One of the women that you photographed, I know, and I could see from the comments of her friends and her family how they were seeing her in this different light for the first time. And that was what was so beautiful, is that when she saw herself that way, when she allowed to see herself as bigger, like you said, women do sort of play small. When she allowed to let herself shine, everyone else could see it for the first time. That is very true. It's very, very true. So that must be very satisfying and emotional for you to actually watch the process happening in your studio. Can you tell me a little bit about that, perhaps some particular stories? For me, it's it's so rewarding. It's it feels it feels really impactful. It's it's so much more than photography. It's so much more than looking a certain way in a picture and I don't really know if I have the words to describe what that does to me when I see this happening. But I've had I've had women coming from all sorts of all walks of life, really. And then one of them was telling me about her struggles with depression, for example, and how she tends to beat herself up for things she's done or not done in the past and how she wanted this experience to help her focus more on the present and where she's at now and give herself a a break and just be kinder to herself and 
it's not just what happens in the studio, it's the conversations we have before, it's the ideas that we exchange before, it's the questions that I ask and it's the thoughts they come up with and all of that. And then it's it's making them feel safe in the studio. And then it's when they come back and see what we've created together and see those sides of themselves that they might have not really let out before. That's what really changes something in them. And it's to me to be able to do that through photography is 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 really strong. It's it's just it's something I've always wanted to be able to do, and it goes beyond just shooting for a brand in a magazine, for example. It's it's a real person who deserves to feel good about herself. It's really hard to to describe it. Really, really hard. It, but it's very Definitely, beautiful. Definitely, it sounds it. I mean, I came to you for branding photography, and it was absolutely brilliant. It was a very pleasurable experience, very professional. But branding, you sort of expect the person that's come to be photographed knows what they want, knows about their business. Um, you help them that sort of extra mile as well to to look right, do the right poses. But to go deeper than that, to ask those questions that stir someone to think deeper about showing their true self, not showing their business self, not showing their brand, but just them is much more raw, isn't it? Exactly. It's it's very raw. And it's it's I mean, brand photography in the sense that you you describe it. So like a, a small business owner, for example, not necessarily a huge commercial brand. It can be quite transformational for them as well to do a photo shoot and it might help them feel more confident in their business and get the courage to be more visible with the right tools, with the right photography. So it can be transformational too, but at a different level. Like you said, it's more about supporting their business. So they have a reason to do it. That's not just them. Whereas with the portraits, it's all about them. And just taking that decision to do this for yourself is already a huge step. And right, so it's not necessarily the same kind of step when you do it for your business because it's almost like it's not just you. It, you're doing it to reach more clients. You're doing it to reach your business. But when you're actually doing it to grow as a person, it's it's quite different. Yes, I think women really struggle with spending on themselves, something that just gives them pleasure, something that's just for them um, and feel that it's selfish because they've been taught to think that anything for themselves is selfish, a selfish act. So exactly. when you're doing it for your business, you have that excuse of, oh, well, it's to make money or it's to further my career, to help my family. You know, you've got all the reasons that make you feel OK about spending the money. But for portraits, it truly is for yourself. It's exactly right. And actually, you know, sometimes women need, like you said, a reason to do it that's not what they might consider selfish because that's what they were told and actually even though it is for themselves and it, I think it's a very brave and strong decision to make to do that for yourself it's also for their family it's also a legacy that they're creating you know if, if they do have children in 20 years time these photos will mean so much to their children as well or to their friends or to their brothers their sisters it's it's not you know, sometimes that's one way they can justify that they're not just doing it for them. But to me, the real value is in doing it for themselves. 
Yes. I mean, how special is it when we have a photograph of our great grandmother or grandmother looking absolutely beautiful and and how that gives us the power as well to think, you know what? Yes, I want to be like my grandma. or I have those genes or I want her confidence. I mean, it really does pass on a message, doesn't it? It does. Even through just a visual. Absolutely. And when you look at that beautiful photo of your grandma, you don't just see her beauty, you also remember all the great things she's achieved. And I think, Mm. you know, it's the same with us. That's what we want to capture in our legacy as well. That confidence, like you said, the fact that we can inspire others is very true. I'm curious, as a transformational life coach myself, what sort of questions you ask, Elodie, because they definitely sound like coaching questions, but they're coming (laughs) from you. And um, so what are the questions that you feel help you um, release sort of that inner power in a woman um, or that self-love? So it's it's a bit of a journey. So I don't necessarily ask them all in one go or not necessarily all hmm. at the same time. It's it's very much a two-way conversation. So also sometimes with, depending on the people, I might ask different questions, depending on their stories, I might ask different questions. But maybe a couple that tend to come back um, again and again, I would say are questions around, you know, what are the side of themselves that they feel they don't see often enough, for example, or questions around if they were to describe the woman of their dreams what is she like and then trying to get them to think about when they actually show these traits or these qualities and they often realize that they are a lot closer to the woman of their dreams than they always thought um oh that is so beautiful (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also ask them about their greatest achievements, the things they are most proud of, the thing that their friends really value in them or their family really value in them. And they tend to be questions that we usually know the answers to, but we don't really think about it that way. We spend more time criticizing ourselves than thinking about what do other people Mm -hmm. love in us. I'd love to hear some of the answers. What sort of answers have you got about their ideal woman? Um... It's often a mix of someone who's very caring, um, who is there for the people who she cares about, but at the same time who has got her own ambitions and who wants to succeed in a career, for example, outside of their family life. Um, Someone who is not afraid actually a lot of the women I spoke to told me that the woman of their dream is not afraid to be who she is and she will have setbacks in her life but she will work through every single one of them and get stronger and stronger and just not be apologetic not be ashamed of who she is and stand in her own power. It's funny that is really an issue that you find with women and not with men that is true they feel they cannot be ambitious or strong or follow their dreams without being still the carer like a man would never have to struggle with that he wouldn't worry about you know yes I'm successful but do I care for everybody else and put their needs before mine mm-hmm. and whereas a woman would feel guilty she would want to but she will feel guilty all the time mm. 
And you mentioned that one of the questions you ask them is what side of themselves don't they really show or access anymore? What answers have you had about that one? I actually find it's often probably the most common response has been the woman in them. So, you know, they see the mum, they see the carer, they see the friend, they see the worker but they often don't see the woman anymore. So it's that it's being feminine, being a bit playful. Sometimes it's being a bit more daring. I've had women tell me I'm always worried that I'm a bit boring and that I'm not very bold. And, and it's not true. I could see it was all there in her, for example, but she just needed that space to be a bit more daring. Um, things like feeling joy you know a lot of the women I've met they can get quite stressed and and they have a lot going on in their lives and they forget to have fun and feel joy um all different things really I wouldn't say that there's been a common answer to this question it's it's been very specific to each person that's what makes it really interesting and I think a lot of women forget the things that they loved you know once they become a carer either for elderly parents or for their spouse or their children or teachers at school whatever it is they really sacrifice themselves to a degree that they forget what gives them joy and they forget what they were good at and yeah absolutely so I'd, I'd love sort of to find out what some of them did before perhaps that they've forgotten about and and it sort of reignites that fire again to go you know what yeah I used to love ice skating why don't I do it anymore or I used to love doing this and I should I should get back to that yeah so I didn't have any sort of activities like ice skating for example that came up but it's small things like so the one I can think about and it's, it's going to be in one of the videos that are really soon so it, she's a yoga teacher and she says I'm so used to seeing myself wearing my yoga outfit and having my hair in a bun that I forget how much I love um, wearing a dress, going to a party, putting makeup on, being feminine. Um, and obviously with the pandemic, it's not something she's had a chance to do very often, but just getting through that experience with her with her photo shoots has actually reminded her how much that actually means to her, even though she sees herself as her bigger role as a teacher she also wanted to bring back more of that thing that makes her feel joy, which was to dress up and feel beautiful. Mm. So do you discuss these things before the photo shoot? How does it work? When someone signs up for the project, um, we have a chat first, then I send them a list of questions for them to think about. Some of them we've discussed um, a few minutes ago and then some more and then based on then we chat about their answers and based on what comes up in those answers then we discuss ideas of how could we capture that in in your photo shoot so sometimes that would involve bringing specific outfits or it might involve bringing specific props or it might involve me coming up with some creative ideas so one lady for example she had gone through quite a lot of trauma in her life and she was getting to a stage where she was finally accepting that the trauma didn't define her and so there was that sense of her getting in the blooming phase of her life and so she talked about that and she said, oh, maybe some flowers could express that idea of blooming and maybe also some ideas of shadows and light could show 
the different stages of her life where she used to be in the shadows and she's now coming into the light. So we use, we discuss these ideas and then we think about how can we incorporate that in the photo shoot? So sometimes it's something they bring or sometimes it's me thinking of how I'm going to light them or accessories I might add to the shoot and to the set and so on. So it can it can turn into a more expressive artistic photo shoot. Absolutely. And and every single photo shoot has been completely different because we went through that process and because it's about every single person and what has made their story and what has made them who they are and what makes them different to someone else. How comfortable are they with answering questions about themselves and talking about themselves? A lot more confident than I expected them to be. When I put the idea of the project together in my head I just thought so I want to have those conversations before the shoot about preparing and personalizing their photo shoot with them and then I'm going to help them be confident in front of the camera when we take their pictures and that's you know that's what I do on a daily basis so that I was very I knew exactly how that would happen but then I thought I'd also like to interview them and record their answers and 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 do little videos with every single person but I thought that they might find a lot more intimidating um, and I'm not necessarily I, I don't do what you do for example so I'm, I'm used to coaching them for pictures but not so much for video so I gave them the choice of you know if you don't want to be filmed we could always just record the audio and I can put it against b-roll that we take during your photo shoot but actually every single person has just said no it's fine just just interview me because I do that interview right after they've just seen their portrait mm. so it's a couple of weeks after their photo shoot with you know, I've made a pre-selection of their images and they come and see them in the studio I think they just feel so excited to have just seen yes. what we created that they just in a, in a very comfortable zone and they just want to chat what about is, it what has that moment been like for you seeing all the different women reacting and seeing themselves in a different way in a different light when they've seen the finished photos it's 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 very emotional for them and for mm. me <laughs> it's um for me it's all about I'm, I'm sort of when when they come back I'm just really excited for them to see what they might not have had a chance to see before in themselves and for them to realize they deserve to be much yes. bigger than the space they normally allow themselves. Yes. Um, and this and this happens every single time. So there's always when they come into the room and they see their portraits on the wall, there's always a moment of silence and often they gasp and they're just like, oh, is this me? And mm. then there's many of them on the wall. And then it takes them a while to sort of take it all in. And then and then it's usually, oh my gosh, like oh and this as well and that as well oh, and this is me too oh wow yes and and we did this and we did that and it's um they're usually speechless for quite for quite a while and now we go through um a bit of a selection process where I ask them which one is the one that they're most drawn to which ones would they want to use as the portrait that's going to represent them in this project so I'm hoping to do an exhibition at the end of the project with the 21 portraits mm. um, so we try we discuss you know what they see in their portraits and what different sides on you know each different image and which one do they feel best represent them which one surprises them most which ones are they most drawn to and it's it's just fascinating to just hear yes. what they have to say and usually at that point I don't hear any self-criticism 
so I still hear it sometimes during the shoots where they're like oh you know can you make sure my arm doesn't look big yeah. or can you make sure this this and that and that often you know after the first maybe 20 minutes of the shoot that tends to go away because we get into more of a creative zone because we're having fun because they can see what we're creating it, it that voice gets a bit quieter throughout the shoot but by the time they come back it's completely gone and I, I really really love that what a beautiful journey it is it really is I can't think of which bit is the best bit <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell either I can't tell yeah <laughs> and what are they drawn to the most is is everybody completely different or do they go for the most feminine or the most powerful or the most uh, joyous it's been very different depending on the person um and it, it very often came back to those early conversations we've had about what did they want their portraits to say about themselves? What sides did they want to show more of? It's usually, you know, it usually goes, it closes that loop, if you like, with these are the conversations we started with. This is what we created for. And when they see it at the end, they're like, yes, this is it. This is what I wanted to see. And I'm seeing it now. And this mm, is what matters mm. to me. Yeah, I imagine that might be the part that they lost of themselves exactly. and then they see that they found it again or you exactly. found it with them. Mm. We found it together. We mm. showed it. Yeah, exactly. And this project is still ongoing. So uh, I was saying to you earlier, I felt I missed out on this one. I'd really like to go through this process and <laughs> and see what it's like because even the branding one was a really enjoyable experience because of all the questions that you ask that make you think deeper about what it is you're trying to say with your pictures and I've always enjoyed being photographed for different things um, just because I can see a different side to me through the eyes of the photographer because every photographer will pick up something different. Mm, yeah that's very true and I would say you're quite rare in the sense that you enjoy being photographed most of the women who have come through this project or have been photographed by me before always tell me they hate it <laughs> they just they're very scared of being photographed because in the past they might have not seen the best of themselves being photographed it's like you know when a friend takes a picture at the wrong time and your mouth is open or you've mm. got a double chin because you were moving back or and and that often scar them, whereas at least you have got that trust. You know it can be done well and you know you can see something different. And that's quite rare. Yes, I think it always goes back to childhood. If you've had something that's been a negative experience, it's, it sticks with you and you start fearing um, trying again. And so you always stay with that belief of, oh, no, you know, I'm not photogenic or, oh, no, I can't sing or I can't because you're still stuck with that one experience that embarrassed you and that's true uh, that is yeah. very true and some and it's it's a skill i don't think being photogenic is something you're either born with or you're not i think it's about being guided taking exactly. the right steps learning how to do it so that you feel yes. like you've done yourself justice yes. and you some you know often you need help for that it's something you need to learn you need someone to help you do it exactly um, so I was lucky as a child in that my mother used to have a lot of glamorous photos of herself back in the 60s mm. and 70s because she grew up in uh, or she worked in Lebanon. And it was a thing then, I think, to just keep going to photographers and having beautiful headshots in black and white. Yeah. So I grew up just looking through albums of, you know, posy pictures 
Um, wow. and, and like you said, these, you know, pictures do leave an impact on you thinking, wow, you know, mum looks so amazing. You know, I see her as just mum, but this is her history. Mm. And she enjoyed sort of um, fashion and dressing me up and taking photos as well. So, I mean, she wasn't a photographer. She was a hairdresser and, and an airline hostess. But I think she wanted to um, relive what she'd, you know, had so I got used to having photos taken of myself and posing wow wow that started very young then yeah so it started very young and then when I got into you know acting and everything also at a young age um very quickly did I realize okay how to look into the lens or how to tilt your head the correct way so I never had those embarrassing photos where I was caught <laughs> sort of with the double chin or whatever you know I know how to avoid them but if if I had started out with those I'm sure I wouldn't feel comfortable exactly. being photographed yeah yeah exactly so what did you do before becoming a photographer did you have a different path a different career completely so I when I was a child I never felt I was an artist I couldn't draw I couldn't paint I couldn't sing I couldn't do a lot of what you would consider artistic when you're at a young age and I had a very rational brain I was very very good at science at school and I went um, I wanted to become um, researcher in the pharma industry so I wanted to help find new drugs to treat people and that's what I did initially that's what I trained for so I was a biotechnology engineer in my early days Um, Mm. and I was very very passionate about it I loved it but as soon as I started working at the bench in the lab I've realized it just no matter how much I loved the purpose it didn't match my skills and my personality I found it personally to be too lonely Uh, it was very precise very repetitive you had to be very determined to get the results of your experiments whereas I wanted collaboration I wanted discussions I wanted to exchange ideas with other people it it just didn't work that way so I decided to stay in that industry because I cared about it but I moved into the business side of things Um, And I did that for many, many years. And that was my career and what I thought would be my career for the rest of my life. Until I realized that the more I grew into leadership and leading very large projects, it all became very intangible. It was about moving pieces on a piece of paper or on a PowerPoint slide. It was about handling huge budgets and huge teams. And helping companies make more money which you know of course has also got a purpose those companies were doing good for the world and but i just felt i had lost the connection with the impact i was making on a personal level yes you're not meeting the people that you're impacting exactly you're not seeing it like you are with your photography now exactly it was far too removed and i i wanted that connection that personal connection with people and i wanted to have them on a more personal level, I guess, not just professional. Now, I, throughout my career, I was doing actually a lot of coaching of people who were working with me and I was growing teams and I was helping each individuals in the team develop too. So I did have a little bit of that and I knew how much I enjoyed doing that, but I was then lacking the artistic side that photography, which was my hobby at the time, was giving me on the side of my job. 
And I just thought, I'm working so hard for someone else right now, doing something that doesn't give, bring me the same joy that it used to, that doesn't feel as tangible as I wanted to. So could I actually combine my love, my love of photography and creating and mastering the art of portraits with actually running a business? Could I just do this for myself? And so I took the leap about three years ago now to do it full time. I was doing it on, professionally on the side of my job for many years, but I just thought, I think that's all I want to do. And unless I quit my job, that takes me so much of my life right now, there's no chance I will get the satisfaction that I want to get from my photography. And that's why I did. Wow, that's really inspirational. I hope it motivates anybody who's thinking twice about changing careers to do something that they're more passionate about, that they love to go for it because you've really succeeded in, in three years. That's amazing. I can't believe that it's only three years. It is, it is. Um, and it's all it took was the courage to try. I think I didn't try for many years or I refused to take the leap because I was worried it might fail. But unless you try it, you'll never know if it will fail or not. And when you are on the spot, when you've got to make it work, you will make it work. Mm. You'll find ways. Mm. And it's funny that you categorized yourself as someone who wasn't artistic. Did you not see that photography was artistic or was that something you discovered? Oh, wait a minute. I am artistic, but in <laughs> this, which I never tried before. Yeah. So that's actually what happened. And I was probably by then. So when I had a first camera in my hands, it wasn't even a DSLR camera. It was just a compact uh, old school kind of camera. I was probably in my early 20s. And yes, that was the first time that I actually felt I could express myself in an artistic way. And obviously my, my mm. pictures at the time were terrible, but I was finding that joy in looking at things in a different way, showing something that someone else might not have seen. And that's the first time that I felt that I could artistically express myself. I had found a way to share my voice, but that came much later in life. So it was early 20s, I would say. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Elodie, for sharing your story today on Breaking Free. And I can't wait to see all the videos and participate, hopefully, in one of them. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. And um, if anyone wants to find out more about you, more about the project, what is the easiest way to find you if they're listening now? If they go onto my Instagram, which is at LODG Photography, they'll see my portrait work and they'll see information about the project and they can go to my website from there as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Elodie. Thank you so much, Rania. Thank you for having me. It's been an exciting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at raniacurdy.com if you would like to ask a question, comment on what you heard today or find out how I can support you on your journey.